0: Back to Brody Talks Hockey. Today we have a special guest who's a sports agent for Justin Falk, Kale McCarr, JT Miller, and many others. He's someone I look up to and one of the greatest agents in the league. I'm happy to welcome the legend himself, Brian Bartlett.
1: <laughs> Ridiculously over-introduced,
0: but thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I just want to say thank you again so much for coming on. I have so many questions about your journey to the top, and uh, I just want to start it off and uh, ask you, what got you interested in being a sports agent? Like, what was the driving factor?
1: Yeah, I got a little bit of a unique story. So my father, Steve, was one of the original sports agents, started one kind of in the mid-80s. So back in that day, guys were making 100 grand 80 grand right and in the in the american league in the minors they're making like 15 grand eight grand so most guys didn't even really have agents at that point so he played at university of vermont got to know some people so basically my whole life he's been an agent um so i, I got so lucky that way that i grew up kind of around it saw it never really saw it as like a super sexy business where you make tons of money or whatever just helping guys and the same like you like to talk about hockey i like to talk about hockey it's a good way i was not talented enough to play at a particularly high level so um you know it was a good way to kind of keep into it and um you know kind of took what my father's doing who still works more than i do or my brother scott who works with us too and um he works more than us but kind of took what he was doing and then tried to mold it a little bit um you know as kind of times change we started talking to younger guys um you know kind of the the mode of what we do changed but it was really going into his footsteps
0: for sure definitely and uh i was going to ask you uh how did the whole school process uh go like what was the process uh what did you take where did you go could you tell us a little bit about that yeah
1: so i was uh again like i think a lot of people have played high school hockey played junior b hockey um and really got a sense at some point like Best case, I was going to be going playing junior till I was twenty, and then even then it was going to be real tight if I went to go play anywhere. So I ended up going to yeah. University of Maryland. I grew up in in Rochester, New York. Went to University of Maryland, um, just you know for the academic piece. They had a really good kind of economics and finance program that interested me. Um, they had club hockey, which was about all I needed to feel like I was good and still, uh, you know, go out on Saturday night after. So it was a good, really good blend actually for that. Um, so yeah, went there, studied economics, finance, um, kind of with an eye of coming back to the agent business Didn't necessarily know I was going to do it, but I knew that that piece of it, um, was big. And then after that, moved back to Rochester, started working full-time in the agent business, um, did that two years and then went back to law school, um, after that. So, you know, I think agents are probably 50, 50 on who are attorneys who aren't um for me my father's not an attorney and he was wildly successful in this but we felt like it'd be good to add kind of that range of services some of the estate planning stuff some of the contract be stuff some of those things so I thought it'd be nice to do in-house and I went to Boston University for law school which is a good real kind of hockey-centric place tons of hockey around here so I could pop out of class at Friday on uh, you know three o'clock and go meet a guy for a coffee and then go watch a game at BU or Harvard or a Bruins game or drive down to Providence or whatever and uh and then I stuck there. So I'm, I'm still in Boston now. Been here for uh, however long it's been 12 years, maybe 14. I don't know. Blended together, but um, stuck around here um, in Boston, which has been a good spot. Definitely. That's awesome.
0: And I was uh, unaware that you played uh, club hockey. Could you tell me a little bit about
1: that experience? It was way better than I thought, to be honest. Like, you go down, like, oh, it's club hockey. It was, you know, I guess, in my mind, like an intramural, and like you're just going to play against like a frat. Right. Guys will be on the bench or whatever, but like, yeah, it was pretty good. Like, we went down, and that was like before uh Penn State was still club at that point, right? Before they played, they turned D1, so there was a lot of guys like there were way more USHL guys, North American League guys, guys who played like up in the CCHL up in Ottawa. So, almost everybody had played like a pretty good tier one, tier two junior, and we're all kind of in the same boat. Like, they didn't want to be 21 year old freshman necessarily. Um or different things so it was a good level hockey um and it was nice actually in Maryland that they didn't have a varsity team so for all like anybody knew we were the best hockey players on campus which is great so we got to use varsity buses varsity football buses which was incredible we had a pretty good travel budget so it was nice that the big school sort of feel that but then also it was like definitely Saturday after the games where Going to the bar. It wasn't like we're yeah. gonna we gotta get up and trade in at 7 a.m. on Sunday or anything. So it was it was a good balance of that. um I enjoyed it. Glad glad I did that to kind of extend the playing a little bit before it's just pure men's league and you're still kind of playing for something with some guys. So um I enjoyed that process. And again, it was a good level for me to feel like I was talented when I wasn't. So it was great. <laughs> Exactly. But yeah, uh, I was going to ask you, you
0: uh, traveled a lot for that then. Uh, did you have any uh, like stories that kind of stood out over the rest? In, uh, in the club hockey loop? Yeah, in
1: the club hockey. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we had a few. So the probably the wildest one is so Miami of Ohio, which has got a good D1 program, too. has got a good a good club setup. And yeah. so we went. It was actually Halloween night, which we did not know there's like a whole thing at Miami. It's like they get mandatory, everybody dressed up, everybody's out. Uh so saying so we played there, and we were planning on busing back that night from Miami back to Maryland. Usually like overnight buses or sleeper buses it was like probably 11 hour drive I don't know. So we were planning on going back. But the bus driver something like was supposed to take a nap so then he could get enough hours sleep. Like he was out at the bars for because it was Halloween it's like this is incredible yeah. so like now we get back after he's like man sorry like, we can't drive I'm like we're in hotels because that was because that's the one kind of cool thing about club hockey is like the kids need to organize it so I was also the I think at that point I was like the president of the club whatever that means like I just was the only responsible one so um so we went and so they go we we're like all right well we can't get this bus back like I guess we're, we're staying so Oh, I was like all right, because we're state of Miami, it's perfect. So we're like, that's a great thing about clubs. Like you just grab the other guys at the end of the rank. Like hey, we gotta stay here. Like what should we do? I'm like oh, you guys are coming out? They're like perfect. So we all everybody goes like go to CBS, find whatever mask, whatever we can. Go to the bars. Ended up staying at some hotel that we either take. Like that was like before Ubers even. Um so like we're taking yeah. cabs individually all, all the place get to hotels and then the bus driver slapped it off and drove goes back to the morning itself so that was like the perfect mix of it where you're like meeting new guys and like there was one guy in our team that had played in the i don't know what it was e j or something with one of those guys in that team so they knew him enough to to go so that was that that was kind of the fun part about it. It was competitive, but everybody's trying to have a good time too. so
0: dang that's an awesome story. but yeah, for sure uh i was gonna. That leads me right into asking you, could you give me a little bit of like a day in the life? I know that you gotta be super busy being a sports agent. Could you give me like a walk through your morning routine how you get ready for
1: work and all that stuff? Yeah, so every day is is really different. It's hard to kind of know what's coming. There's like different waves throughout a year. So like now what we're doing is we're starting to kind of prepare for the NHL draft is coming up in about a month here. So, um, you know, we're going on calls with, you know, all 32 NHL teams with the prospects, trying to go through just to get a sense of hey, um, what games did you see of this guy? How'd you feel about him? And there might be one like, oh, I saw him early in the year and he was like really sluggish, not sure what it was, but like depending on the end of the year, which one's a real him, right? Like, like, oh, he had mono in the beginning of the year, right? Or he had COVID this year or whatever it is. So sometimes it's it's trying to do that facilitate that information exchange. So that's what we're doing a lot of kind of now. Um in, in this time of the year getting guys ready for the draft. Um, it's a little bit quieter on the pro side of things just because you know playoff guys are wrapping up but like you know last night i was up till I'm on I'm the east so it was up till you know 12 30 watching vegas um Colorado we got a few guys on each team there and then it's you know then oftentimes it's on the phone after that, right so you're talking to your guys on the team that won say hey congrats, nice to see you pop one in. Keep moving on. The other guys sometimes are going to want to talk. They get bumped out. So, you know, it's, it's a long day, a little bit unpredictable um, on what it's going to be. And then you know, pretty soon we'll transition into starting to get ready for contract negotiations, arbitrations, um, all those things. So it's uh, yeah, it's a busy job, but it's 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 awesome because we're talking hockey, we're doing talking to hockey exactly. players. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, you know definitely 24/7. Though. Like it's not uncommon that you know sometimes we get guys. If you just think about the clock of it, right? Like, so we we might have a guy who's playing in Sweden who, you know, it's six o'clock a.m. here. It's noon there. They've already been through practice and they blocked a shot and broke their foot in Sweden, right? So they call you yeah. at 11 o'clock their time. When it's done, that's 5 a.m. here. You got to answer that call, right? Like, And then you're going all the way through to a late game that might not start till 10.30 west. It's the same thing. got to block a shot there bring break foot. He's going to call you after that game. So that gets you to 2 a.m. So it really is. 24 7 so i got like four families like why is the phone ring <laughs> <Like, laughs> sorry it's, it's sweet it's like trying to keep it like one AirPod in like while you're sleeping so they don't wake anybody up but um th- those ones are rare but yeah it's uh it comes at you all all times but it's uh it's a good gig
0: yeah you can never have the ringer off i say i have my ringer off all the time i'd have to change that habit if i was yeah, a sweet
1: least, uh, thing my right, strapped to your leg or something so
0: <laughs> for sure for sure but yeah uh that leads me into asking you about uh how do you get a hold of like new players for like networking
1: and stuff how does that whole process work yeah that's a good question so there's you know a couple of different ways right like for better or worse we do need to start talking to guys a little bit younger um at this point so th- there's different pieces of it there's as i said we're lucky that my dad's been doing this forever i've been doing it um same 16 years now i think um so you 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 know you're in the ranks with the same guys a lot right so it might be a college coach might be a junior coach it might be you know we're really lucky to have is a huge network of former clients um you know so so we'll have maybe it's a former client who's now a college assistant coach is a player development guy someplace or maybe like my dad's been doing it so long it's like literally their kid right so like we might have a guy who has so a good example that's um like you know so some guys would be like maybe played a long time ago jeff sanderson is a good example right like he was a great player for savers whale a bunch of different teams um his kid's a good player right like his yeah. kid was jake was the top 10 pick last year in the nhl draft mm-hmm. um, you know we can't work with him yet because of you know ncaa and those things but we're hopeful that we get a good that we're in a good position with that right because my dad represented him for 30 years so you know it's that it's sometimes that network that you build and um try to do a good job for everybody and oftentimes just kind of word spreads there but we're also you know we're out watching games too right like for minnesota we'll be watching we'll go to the tourney right so we'll go and watch those games say that guy's kind of impressive and then you kind of work it around of of where it's going and try to figure out what their path is and just introduce themselves and uh, you know our wheelhouse is definitely ncaa guys so we can't, um, you know, officially get involved until their NCAA eligibility is done. Um, but before then, um, you know, it's at least kind of introducing ourselves and letting them know what we're all about, showing how we do things. So then if there's an opportunity where they're gonna need somebody to turn pro, that you know, hopefully they have a comfort level and not just jumping in last minute.
0: Definitely, yeah. Uh, kind of a similar question, but uh, there's a lot of sports agents around the league and stuff. What would you say is like the main factor of like how you separate yourself from the rest?
1: Yeah. Good question. So I think for us really what it is, is, uh, it's a family business. So I know I've uh, I've mentioned this a couple times, but our company is the three of us. So I think we have, you know, the clients, we have the clout, we have the experience of everybody, but, you know, who you're going to be dealing with that. It's going to be one of the three of us and it's going to be Bartlett and it's all kind of come from the same roots and same origin. So, that's really I think the differentiator is the first conversations kind of with the same people as the NHL conversations with uh, whatever it might be. So just kind of that smaller personal attention I think is what differentiates us, but there's a lot of good people that do this thing and that's right for some people. Some people like kind of the big corporate um, sort of feel, it's just different ones and that, that's what's great. There's more than one NHL player, so there's more than one NHL <laughs> and, uh, can sort it out, so. Exactly. And then uh,
0: my final question, uh, do you have any advice for someone who's trying to pursue the same career path as you?
1: Yeah, I, I get that question a lot, and it, it's a good one. And I think that if you look at it, there's a lot of different ways to get there, right? Like, I think the most important thing is to get to know the players. Like, you can't just jump into the same. as like, you don't say, hey, I want to be the whatever it is, even if it's McDonald's, right? Like, you don't say how, how do I become the I want to be the CEO of McDonald's like the agent job is a pretty good job it's saying like I don't want to an entry level job with an NHL team not being the GM right like so you gotta work your yeah. way up to get some knowledge so that's kind of the one thing is like don't be afraid to get other experience in the field it might be a lot of different things right it might be working for something that interfaces with players it might be on a junior team it might be any of these things where you get to get to know the player get to know that the way guys can move up um, that's really the trickier piece of it is getting to build that network and know those guys um, more than kind of, you know, working your way up through a mail room or something like get that experience in, in different ways. And there isn't just one way to come to, to be an agent. Like you can't, unless, unless your brother's like an NHL player and you're like, all right, I'm going to represent you and you'll know, be a loyal on it. Like you can't just jump in as an agent. You got to go and work your way up. Like even for me starting, like when I went in, came and started working with my dad, the first stuff that I was doing is we didn't even do it. He's, I decided that I wanted to get some experience doing endorsements. I wanted some experience doing contract negotiations. I started representing um, professional lacrosse players. So I had a buddy who was a professional lacrosse player in Rochester. Um, and those were the first deals I did. I did a whole equipment line uh, for him with Adidas, um, did his contract, it was the same. This was, was kind of like how my dad started out. The guys were like literally making $15,000. And like, I just had to buy me dinner to, to pay for it. But I got that experience of across the table for general manager, being able to negotiate, trying to figure out what those dynamics were um, in you know a slightly lower stakes one. So that I felt like, again, like my dad didn't gift me anything. It wasn't, hey, just come on in and you get to negotiate um, JT Miller's first deal, right? So it was going and, and had to work my way up. So you can get those same skills in, in a lot of different ways. And that was, you know, those guys were, Dying to have some help, right? So you can find some of those different things to get that experience. And then you're like your sports agent, might not be a hockey agent, but then try to figure out a way to to parlay those skills. So that that I think is kind of the best thing. Like you can find those skills in other ways and then sell yourself. Because you know, there's there's some things like you know, big law firms, big accounting firms where you just like need bodies to grind, like I need people to go through these documents. I need people to fill out these tax returns. Like the agent business isn't really like that. Like there's a hundred and something agents. There's more agents than we need right now for the number of players, right? Like there isn't busy work. There isn't just stuff to do. So I think generally you need to make a pitch of how do I add the value? How do I do something different? So like you know for us if somebody called me up in Boston says hey I'd like to help you scout like I don't need that. I'm in Boston. I can scout here. But if we got some long lost Brother, who's in Finland, he's like, hey, I can get you a ton of Finnish guys. Like, yes, that'd be a huge help. Thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, so stuff like that of trying to figure out what you can do different. Like, it's not that's kind of the one misperception. Like we get resumes all the time, stuff like that. It's like, hey, I'd like to come be an entry level thing there. Like, why? Like you need to pitch it. How do you add value? How do you bring more money in that I gotta pay you? That I think is is different because I think that's the mentality for most jobs. It's like, oh, you have a job opening. I'd like to come. Whatever it is, right? Like uh, at a hotel, you need somebody to work the front desk. Like we don't have a front desk. We need, you need yeah. to tell how you can bring more guests into the room. How can you build a pool? Like whatever it is, you need to add value. Um, yes. so that's the one thing that, you know, as we've, we've gotten resumes and calls and stuff, I think would, would be helpful.
0: For sure. Yeah. Like that separating factor, like we were kind of talking about earlier, how do you value yourself and kind of put that experience on the table? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, that leads me right into the out of career questions, kind of like the first thing that comes to mind. But uh, I'll start it off with, uh, "What is your favorite restaurant or fast food chain?" If you eat fast food,
1: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with the. I'm sticking with Chipotle. I guess if we're going, we're going fast. Maybe there's some good, like we got some good sushi restaurants and and some nice places in Boston. But if we're going for the (laughs) The general audience, what I'm doing on the road, if I can find something that pops up on Google Maps, Chipotle is still still a safe one for me.
0: Definitely no, that's that's mine too. I mean, it's it's somewhat healthy and it fills you up and it's kind of cheap, so you know, yeah, it's a good all one <laughs> for sure. Uh, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be?
1: Do I still need to work, or am I retired here?
0: You're retired. You can do whatever. Uh, that'll be what we
1: say. Whatever. Ooh, that's a good, that is a good question. I, mean, I know it's a tricky The one. tricky part of that, too, is like, you can do all these things, but you still want to be close to family, and you still want to be around people, so I don't know. I would probably stay, I'd probably stay in New England there. I'd probably get, I was like live in, uh, we live right in Boston, in Charlestown, so I'd probably get, probably get a little bit of bigger pad or something, but other than that, i <laughs> Boston's pretty good. We got a good network here, so I'm not I'm not moving yet. For sure,
0: that's solid. Uh, who is your favorite musical artist
1: or band or group or whatever? Yeah, that's a good one. I'm gonna go Zach Brown band. I've seen him live a few times. It's always a good show. Um, a good one to kind of throw on on the uh, you know, when you're out chilling outside. I'm gonna go Zach Brown band. it's getting warm here. We're getting summer. I'm going country today. Definitely, definitely. That's a solid
0: pick. Uh, here's one that I've been asking kind of recently. Uh, you're on a deserted island. You get to bring three items. What are you bringing? And you have Wi Fi connection, is what we've been saying since somebody was arguing about it. But
1: <laughs> so if we have Wi Fi, then bring the phone. You can do most everything you need on the phone. So that's pretty good. Deserted island, I'm going to say that we got a beach, so I'm going to bring something to keep me busy. We'll do a surfboard maybe just to keep uh, keep moving a little bit, ride the waves or paddle around. And uh, I guess Sweet Tooth for sure. So if I'm sitting on an island, I'm probably doing, I'm going to bring some gummy bears or something. If I'm, if I'm eating Unlimited. leaves. Unlimited. If I'm Unlimited. Yeah, just a whole, a big tub, big old tub of gummy bears. I don't think those things ever go filled with chemicals. <laughs> They're never going bad. So if I'm eating berries and leaves and stuff all the time, i need some gummy bears too.
0: Definitely. That's a solid one. And uh, you
1: said uh, a surfboard. Do you surf then? It's been a while. I got some kids now, so it's tougher on uh, vacation to get out a little bit. But we had when I was was younger, went on a little, little loop of like everywhere that we were going. We tried to go to semi-surf spots. So we went to Hawaii, went in college, went to Costa Rica, and went surfing and surfing in Australia. Um, I studied abroad a little bit in Australia. We went surfing a bunch there. Um, so a couple of different places around California, uh, Florida, Cancun. So I, I had a good run there for a couple of years where I was, um, again, not particularly talented. It a, a trend with my athletic ability, but <laughs> enjoyed it. And get kind of the washing machine there a couple of times. So uh, if I had some time on a deserted island, I'd like to pick that back up.
0: Definitely. And uh, what would you say was like
1: the best waves or the best beach that uh, you went to? We liked uh, again not being particularly talented. We went to a place in in Costa Rica called Haco Beach. J A C O was a really cool spot because it was totally like totally deserted. There was nobody else out there, so you weren't fighting other people for waves. And I'm the same. Like I'm self-conscious that like you don't want to go cut somebody off and end up whatever the locals at me. So yeah. I'm like <laughs> that was just, like nobody to laugh at me when I wiped out. There was nobody to give you a hard time. It was a pretty chill place anyway. So that was uh, that was a good spot. That's awesome. Definitely.
0: And uh, kind of a side note question to the deserted island question. You could bring one celebrity. Who would you bring? Let's
1: see if this door's, my wife might go on the other side of that door. But... <laughs> <laughs> gotta be careful on this one. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. A
0: lot of our guests have been kind of uh, what's leading what's that question on. on. <laughs> Like
1: I would probably bring, trying to think, I'd probably bring probably a comedian, somebody to keep yeah entertained. I'm trying to think who that would be though. I don't know what other answers have you got. Any good ones that I would I mean a lot of like, yeah,
0: Will ferrell the rock, the rock or whatever, since he's somewhat a comedian and he can like, oh, survival and stuff, do the survival work. But yeah, yeah, then a lot of people go down the the girl route as well, even
1: Go pass on that one. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, maybe like Kevin Hart, I think, is usually pretty funny. I don't know It's the same. I'm just always watching hockey. I don't get to watch that many movies. Yeah. Most exactly. movies, but I'm going back and watching some films. So I don't know. I'm not that deep into the celebrity culture, to be Yeah, honest. yeah.
0: No, definitely.
1: That's a solid
0: one. And he's in good shape, too. Maybe you can get him to do all the survival stuff for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, What is your favorite food?
1: Probably steak. We're going straight up. Just good old, good old filet probably.
0: For sure. Yeah, that's a solid one. Uh, I don't know if you are a big karaoke guy, but if you are, do you have like a go-to karaoke song? I can't sing at all.
1: It's terrible, (laughs) terrible. So it would be something like something with the fewest words possible. It's basically spoken like <laughs> macarena or something like something that would yeah, just like tequila words. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like that one where the guy just says the two words, <laughs> yeah, that would be probably that because it would be, otherwise we're clearing out the bar, no doubt. Yeah, no, no. I, I feel like
0: uh the worse it is, the funnier it is. And then yeah, that's the people going, right. <laughs> definitely. Uh, okay. You get to choose uh prime Sid or current McDavid who are you choosing to be on your team
1: what am I tr- what am I trying to do am I trying to win a cup what am I what's my, what's my goal
0: yeah I get it. we'll say win a cup and then that should probably make it easier <laughs> we'll
1: go we'll go there uh, definitely yeah and it's, it's hard to go against McDavid, but I mean that's how they do like you know, as we're talking hockey a little bit too. Like that's what's so tricky. Like it's some of these teams that are getting bumped out, and, and you look what they have, but don't have. That GMs have a hard job. Like we think we have a hard job figuring this out and getting value. But trying to build a team and figuring out what's going to come together and what's going to work, like that's really really tough. And you know and there's other things too. Like sometimes people try to figure out these trades, try to figure out the signings, stuff like that. Like teams different spots. There's some teams, not every team is trying to win the Stanley Cup every year. Um, so some of them are kind of in different cycles. So that's why, that's why I asked that question. Like, what are we, what are we trying to do if I'm, if I'm picking somebody up at the deadline, I'd probably be prime sit who did, it doesn't seem like he's that far off it right now. So,
0: yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm like, oh, he, he seems like he's still in his prime almost. I mean, you see bits and pieces of it where he's kind of like, oh, but yeah, no, still solid all around and, uh, yeah. Kind of just adding on to what you said about that. It's like, okay, are you gonna well? I mean, we even see it with the, the avalanche. Uh McKinnon, he isn't getting paid the most and they're making room to pay other guys, but it still isn't working. So it's just like it's so tough to
1: to win the cup. It's the hardest thing, in my opinion, in all, all sports. Right. It's it's crazy. It seems like you make all the right moves and do all the right things. And especially this year it seemed like there was like six legit good teams that very easily could do it. It's just how the breaks. How the breaks go like to ever think that after that first game colorado vegas game that vegas would then rip off four straight wins and be in totally inconceivable like, crazy
0: yeah especially so, with how much talent the avalanche have it's insane right. I, I mean what yeah. do you think they're gonna do uh next year they they gotta pay mccarr they gotta start paying some people i don't know it's it's gonna be rough and they still need a i don't know i mean i don't think grubauer is the guy i don't know your thoughts on him.
1: But, yeah, I don't I don't know. Like it's he was great for some group I was great for so much of the year. Um and then again, like it you think about the like the last four games, it was seven days, right? It's one week, you have a tough week and then your whole season's done. Or you don't not even a tough week, just not a perfect week. Like you have a couple of days off where you're not clicking and you're done. Why? So I don't know. Uh, uh, I'm guessing that they keep it pretty much the same. I think they got room to fit Macar back in those sort of things like you know i think some of the tougher questions maybe will be some of those mid-priced forward guys sods Sod, yeah, yeah for like sure. you know how does that go do they lose somebody um you know for the expansion draft they get some good players so they're gonna lose a good player to expansion draft you know for so sure. which guy as a two million guy they lose four million dollar guy they lose um do you resign a guy with kind of the intention of trying to dangle that guy to lose there's a lot of there's a lot that goes into this um so i, I think that they feel like they got a pretty good core here and it just takes a while you look at tampa it took them a couple tries to get yeah. it right and this one feels i think for colorado stings a little bit because okay it's a second round loss again but somehow playing vegas there doesn't feel like it was a second round game that you know not you know, at all that felt like a western conference final you know for for whatever reason um and you know i mean that, that kind of is the case now because we got three eastern teams and one western team right left so it's just vegas and then you got montreal islanders tampa so if we were in the other way those almost certainly would have been the last two out west so i don't know to me it feels like colorado made progress this year that that was kind of like a third round loss instead of a second round loss so i i think they keep trucking generally with the core and um We'll see yes yeah. so, i mean we represent the car so that's going to be an interesting kind of one to see how that fits in um with there but you know he has a desire to stay and keep building and hopes they can keep all the pieces there as long as they can to to get a bunch of cups for sure no
0: i totally agree with uh, the comment you made about uh, it kind of being like a third round game rather than second i feel like vegas and colorado were two of the arguably best teams all year and uh if they could end up playing each other in the stanley cup i feel like that would be like a solid matchup in my opinion i feel like they could have been the two best teams but that's how it worked out this season and uh yeah i totally agree on the progress piece but uh that takes away uh all of our off ice and career-based questions leads us right into the trivia which i explained to you a little bit at the start but uh there's a bunch of random questions you're gonna have a minute to answer all of them. You can pass if you want, if it's getting difficult. Uh, but yeah, are I'm, you ready? I'm just gonna turn off the camera. If it gets too difficult, I'll just log it off. So. No, no, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Trust me. I know, I know. Well, I looked at it and I'm like, yeah, he's gonna get a lot of these. And there's a bonus question at the end. It's worth two points. <laughs> and uh here, let me pull it up right now because there's no games on tonight. Super sad. I don't know the last time that there hasn't been hockey, but wait. Oh no, Sunday, okay. So tomorrow it'll be the Islanders Tampa game. So you'll have some time to think about that. But are you ready?
1: I'm ready as I'll ever be.
0: All right, here we go. I'll start it up. Okay, Uh, who is the highest paid player in the NHL? David.
1: What number does
0: Kilma Carr wear? Eight. What's Homer's son's name in the Simpsons? Bart. Who is on the $50 bill? Jefferson? What's the capital of New York? Albany. What's the main character's name in the movie Back to the Future? Pass. Name a player on the New York Yankees. Cannot do that. Name an orange fruit. Orange. Who is the captain of the Calgary Flames? Giordano. What shape is a stop sign? Octagon. Who led the league in shorthanded goals? Casey
1: Suzekas? Name
0: a green hockey team. Wilds reverse retros. Who led the NHL in save percentage this season? Vasilevsky. What kind of dog is Scooby-Doo? Uh, great team. Oh, awesome, awesome. I wasn't expecting you to get that last one. That was, a, that was a
1: tough that one. Right? Not that.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right.
1: My you neighbor right here has three great games, which is ridiculous.
0: Oh, so. my gosh. I don't know how you could even deal with
1: one. They're I'm giant. <laughs> Holy so they I don't know. So what did I get wrong there? I don't. Shorthanded, oh. I'm not sure, on. Yeah, that
0: was a tough one. I should have asked, uh, who would you have said if I would have asked the power play goals? Who Who leads the league in power play goals? power play goals might have been Ovechkin. No, it's actually Leon Dreisidel. I mm-hmm. know it's tough. I think I think Ovechkin was top three, though, for sure. And the shorthander one was very difficult. It was Connor Brown. So mm-hmm. a bit of yeah. probably never guess that. I Could wouldn't not have guessed, guessed that. Guy, yeah. <laughs> not, not at all. Definitely. But uh yeah, let's see here. Um uh, Nedeljkovic, Alex Nadelkovich for the Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, actually. Different. Yeah, and uh goals against too. So I was unaware of how many uh yeah, that's stats they usually in. Yeah, great season. And uh let's see here. Oh $50 bill Ulysses S. Grant. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that one either. You're not a big confederate. Uh I, I was support. like, I, yeah. All I right. was like, I don't know. I had to I had to find some tricks. I,
1: I skip right over. I usually got fives or
0: yeah, exactly. It's not a bill usually. Pigeons, not there You know,
1: I don't like
0: a fifty i not have sure ever had. One. I don't. I don't know if I've ever had one. I've never seen one. I I look up trivia and I try to piece some some difficult ones. I'm like, yeah, that was better than I
1: better than I expected.
0: And then, uh, Matthews is actually the highest paid player. I thought McDavid as well, but I think he's getting thirteen. 13 and then 3 yes. million endorsements. So, I mean, if you count with the endorsements, but yeah,
1: definitely oh, though, I, you're I factor, solid. Factor in tax rates in my mind. And <laughs> and, uh, a bunch of different things. And, uh, you know, Ontario is a little bit higher than Alberta. So, I'm, uh, I'm a take home pay guy. So, I'm still, going, I'm still going How about we'll give you it still
0: since America. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll count it. And then, uh, yeah, so for our bonus questions, were two points. Who's winning tomorrow's game round or first game around three Islanders versus Tampa Bay?
1: I think that Tampa is going to win tomorrow. Tampa. And
0: uh, I've just started doing this a little five points if you guess the score right.
1: All right. So Tampa is going to score... It's gonna be four two Tampa. With an empty with the empty netter is gonna make it four two. Wow. Wow. So getting that precise, seven, getting exact I get, on it. You get seven points if that's full. yeah. Right. We'll,
0: we'll give you seven for that if you get it precisely. But yeah, I was gonna say uh a comment about that. I've kind of been uh looking down on the islanders like almost all year. I didn't think they were going to make it out of the first round. Didn't think they were going to make it out of the second. They've been surprising me. So I would not be surprised if they won this one and went on the win at all. But
1: they're a good adjustment team, though. I think I think Trotz is a good coach. I think, you know, Islanders have a lot of firepower come out kind of in the same way that Colorado kind of overpowered Vegas there early on. And then you make adjustments. So you have, you know, kind of the strong defensive players, strong defensive forwards. Uh, We got Palm on that team was having a really good, Run and Coleman on the other one, so we got split allegiances a little bit. So I'm not particularly rooting for anybody, but I think I think for Game One it's Tampa, I'm not certainly not putting any money on the series. Though. I got no idea.
0: For sure, no, I totally agree, and uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll be interesting, especially with you know you see the teams uh that are playing more defensive and aggressive are the teams that are winning so we'll see we'll see what ends yeah, up yeah they're all
1: all all these series I think are gonna be good Montreal you know everybody keeps counting them out they keep winning so maybe they're better than we think too That's yeah no it, exactly well I mean
0: also it's kind of uh I I had Montreal originally winning because I didn't think the Leafs were the real deal but definitely not second round I said whoever was winning in that oilers jets series was going to take it all but yeah they keep proving everyone wrong so i would not be surprised if they went on and I Why we're here talking on podcasts and they're
1: running nhl teams
0: <laughs> like, For sure. <laughs> yeah exactly uh but yeah uh, i think that pretty much ends it and uh, i've been asking my guests at the end of every podcast they could give me just a little intro for uh some future podcasts and just give a little this is brian bartlett and you're listening to brody talks hockey would that be all right something like that yeah sure
1: yeah hey this is brian bartlett you're listening to uh brody talks hockey awesome thank you so much brian